0: First edition of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast for 2022. I apologize so much for being late. We were we were scheduled to record this last night, but my stupid internet wasn't cooperating with us, and I shall have to complain about that louder than Bruce Prichard or Vince McMahon's creative.
1: So, and in on the, the meantime, hold on, let me ask you this: You said your internet connection was acting up, so it was. So if we were to give fans a visual, your internet connection was basically like this picture.
0: Yes, and you can explain you can explain this more than I can. What, what what am I looking at here?
1: We have a picture of a woman that is levitating, much like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. However, the Doug- cover does not make any sense because that is for a documentary that i watched the other day called famously haunted the amityville story so um before before we get into that i'm gonna i'll let ben continue with the intro go on i just had to chime in there
0: you you cut me off but yeah uh, yeah i'm like i said i'm so sorry we're late you know getting a late start on the new year but um but it's all good, you know. We uh, we did that on purpose because we had two um, we had two specials. Or I'm sorry, I can't call them specials, and I can't call them pay-per-views. Did you catch what they're calling <laughs> now? Premium <laughs> events. <laughs> oh, what? Premium live events. Um, what the fuck is that? <laughs> what? A, what? A, <laughs> what is a premium line event? <laughs> I
2: no.
0: uh, Okay, well, yeah, well. we were just discussing this before, um, before we came on the air. You know, uh, you were saying that in Canada, that in Canada, they still have the WWE network, of course, for eleven
1: ninety nine. Oh, they, they. That's the, I don't pay
0: nearly that much money.
1: But anyway... No, it's always, uh, it's always been that that price uh, here.
0: Well, yeah, because uh, Canada is always more expensive than the U.S. I, I am aware of that. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because we had... I don't think... I can't remember the last time we had this much activity in one week. Because it's Friday as we're recording this. And then we had... Day One, New Year's Evil, and all of the, um, all of the weekly television. Plus, I think, I think it all broke yesterday in terms of the releases, so, uh, Maybe it was maybe it was a good idea that we waited, and it was just a you know, heavy coincidence that we have so much for you. But I gotta tell you, if you thought any of our past shows were um, were hot and rant-filled, I I got I got news for you, Elio, because I tell you what, brother, some of this some of this news about me, my head explode. Um... You, you know, so it's just be prepared for a classic rant on the first episode of 2022.
1: No, I, 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 I get it, because when I heard the news as well, I was
0: like, what? Are you kidding? Well, a, a, apparently not. And, you know, I I want to, um, you know, take this very analytically, so uh, suffi- suffice to say... Um, you know, you guys are going to have a very good time listening to our episode tonight. So, or today, I should say. Um, but, uh, long story short, make sure you have a cold beverage because, good Lord, you're going to need one because I'm going to start to sweat after this. Elio, do you- <laughs> what's going on? Don't go Big E. Don't do the Big E promo, please. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that again because that, that gives me nightmares. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I that, that gives you back entire nightmares. Well, you know, which, which, one, so which one was worse? I'm going to give you three options, right? So, there's the there's the Bobby Lashley Sisters promo, which Big E actually referenced a few weeks ago. Uh, and, then, and then there's Bobby Lashley Ass flexed, and then there's Biggie's nipple problem. <laughs> no, Biggie's problem is much worse. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that's not imagery that I need. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so, here we are, it's a new year, and uh, we've been picked up for a fourth season. Absolutely, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. man uh, 2021 was our biggest year yet, but I think I think 2022 is going to be gigantic.
1: Now I have to ask before we get into all this. I have to ask, what's it like down there right now? Like, are you allowed to go out anywhere?
0: Um. Yeah. Uh, we haven't been. Um, we haven't been shut down yet. Um, but it, it's, it's interesting that you uh, should, should mention that because um, I, I know that in, uh, in Maryland, a bunch of the hospitals are starting to, um, to institute um, new policies because I have, I have a bunch of nurses in my family, so that's how I know. Um, so, like, for instance, if somebody is having surgery, uh, in a Maryland hospital, um, their families are not, um, allowed to stay with them, uh, they have to, uh, do it themselves, like, if they have to stay, um, overnight for observation or whatever period, you know, and, and I have to tell you that, f- um, from a medical perspective, like, I... That's the one place where I can understand um, kind of the extra caution, but at the same at the same time, um, I think I think it's all just getting out of hand, and um, and as I understand it, uh, according to you, because you're my source for everything Canadian. Thank you. <laughs> um, but uh, are, are you in the midst of another lockdown?
1: Well, what year is it? We're in 2022, last time I checked. Because yeah. here, here it feels like we're back in 2019. Every time it looks like we're taking a step forward, we take two back because we're in another lockdown. Oh, I was God. happy I was starting to go to the library again and hang out at the library. And now everything's shut down again.
0: So, um, so when, when was the latest one instituted?
1: <laughs> um, January 5th. At
0: 12
1: a.m. Oh, fuck. I, so until, like, the end of January, I think I heard. But, um, like, WWE was supposed to be up here on December 29th. They rescheduled that to March 27th because sporting events are limited to 50% capacity.
0: Yeah, well, this, well, this is going to get interesting because, like, um... I know, like for the NFL. I don't know if you watch NFL or hockey or any of that. But I watch but, hockey. Uh, yeah, I watch hockey. I
1: watch NFL. Like uh, when it's on, like I'll sit down and watch.
0: Okay, cool. Well, um, the the outbreaks that have been happening again in the NFL are absolutely ridiculous. Um, I I don't know um, I don't know what the story is there, but. You know, I, I I would assume that because of the uh, necessity for close contact in those uh, situations, of course it's, it's going to spread. But um, I I don't see the NFL being interested in um, in instituting any uh, further um, you know audience uh, limitations because you know they're all about the money. You can't convince me otherwise.
1: And yeah, uh, up here, I think uh, they, the Leafs were playing their last game. There were like zero fans in attendance or something, so hardly any fans because, like I said, 50% capacity, but this has to end sometime soon. This is ridiculous.
0: Um, yeah, it, well, it, it has long since um, exited the realm of Ridiculous and entered into just uh, complete lunacy. Yep. And, and 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 listen, I I always feel compelled uh, to to uh, explain that I we are not you know COVID nineteen conspiracy theorists. We're not saying it isn't real and there are not risk and people aren't getting sick. Like I I've I've had friends that got very sick and all that stuff. But I'm just saying like. You know, locking everything down and hamstringing an entire society for the sake of, you know, the, the, sick is just, if you're, ha- if you're handicapping everybody, then it's not really effective either way, you know?
1: So, um, that happy note, um, actually, yeah, I've it's got... I was I was watching a couple of movies because we're gonna move on to other things. I'm sick of talking about all this crap going on. Yeah. I just but um I saw a couple of movies, uh documentaries actually. One was The Blackwell Ghost, another was The Haunting of Winchester House and if you haven't seen that movie, don't. Go watch the actual Winchester movie starring Meryl Streep, it's much better. And Ben, do you do you know what I'm talking about? Winchester. No. The Winchester gun.
0: Oh oh oh! Duh! Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I thought you were talking about some like haunting, whatever the fuck. But yes, no, it's the, the haunting of the haunting of Winchester House
1: is what the movie's called.
0: Yes, but I, I'm very familiar with Winchester guns. Yes.
1: Yeah, so go watch the actual Winchester movie. Don't watch the Haunting of Winchester. It was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I find the. I love Tubi because that's where I find all these uh, creepy movies to scare the crap out of my co host. Well,
0: you you definitely succeeded. I um, now I I I have to confess if I sound tired. Uh, that's because I, I haven't really slept consistently the last week um, because of things we have uh, going on around here you, you know you
1: know you know who I blame for you not being able to sleep at night yeah WWE
0: Well yeah well, that's that's part of it I mean, Good God, Monday, 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 Night Raw. I feel like I should get a reward for watching, watching that. You know, um, some of the, some of the podcasts that I, that or other podcasts that I listen to, uh, you know, yours included on the other on the other show. You know, if if I'm glad that those are around because like. If if I need to go back and and check a news item regarding Monday Night Raw, I don't have to go back and actually watch it, um, because this this shit is absolutely. It was, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 stunned, speechless. You know, sometimes I, I watch the, I watch those things on mute, like you know, because it's like what the. Is going on here? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean,
1: some of what goes on, I have no idea. Uh, But you know what? Um, we say we uh, let the fans, uh, we tell the fans what we have for them on this from season premiere episode.
0: Yeah. So enough, uh, enough of us ranting. You know, and I haven't seen each other in in two weeks. uh, so we were just catching up, but we'll get to the show now. Uh, right. So, so we, yeah, we have, because I have the whole
1: list in front of me here, we have Wrestle Kingdom 16, which is for the first time ever a three-night event. Nights 1 and Night 2 took place in Tokyo, Japan, at the Tokyo Dome on the 4th and the 5th, and mm-hmm. tomorrow night, Night 3, takes place in Yokohama, Japan.
0: So, let let me ask you, was there an overabundance of tag-team matches? And I have them all, I have them all
1: here, results results
0: from night one and night two. Ladies ladies and gentlemen, because because we're at a visual podcast, I need to describe the, 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 the deadpan level of acceptance that just took place. Elio just gave me <laughs> just gave me the most deadpan expression I've ever seen in my life. No words, no words necessary for uh, for tag team matches in New Japan Pro. I gotta tell you. follow <laughs> that, we
1: have Day One, and then we move over to Monday Night Raw. Which you know what? If you want, I can take Monday Night Raw.
0: Thank you.
1: And yeah, and yeah. How about you, I'll take Raw and you can take AEW. Very good. Alright, so then we have Raw, New Year's Evil. We have news concerning everything that took place this week with releases and such. Then we have Time Warp and we close it out with Wrestling Roulette. Uh, Oh, my favorite segment. And I have updated it, I have re-added the AEW themes as well. Oh, God. Oh, shit. All right, so that way, say we get into Russell Kingdom 16, Night 1. Yep. So here we go. Uh, Night 1 took place from the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan. And we have the kickoff show Had one match. Chase, Owen, Sima, and Minoru Suzuki, and Toriano. Wait, wait, team. What, what,
0: what, what, uh, you mean okay? All right. What? I don't even I don't even watch New Japan, and I already have to go on a rant. Did, did, did I hear that properly? Did I did I hear that Minoru Suzuki was on the pre-show? Yes, uh, but that by
1: no the unlike WWE, these one matches make sense. Okay, and uh, they 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 have a they they're on there for specific reasons, unlike the well, WWE.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, I have been preconditioned to despise pre shows. You must understand.
1: So they uh, they advanced to a four way match after winning a nineteen man New Japan Rambo tournament, a Rambo match it's like a a Royal Rumble type battle royal.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I wonder why they call it Rambo. Do you know why?
1: I couldn't tell you. um, Actually, give me a minute. I'm gonna. Okay, it's actually a. It's like it's basically a Rumble match, but I believe because Rambo is Rumble in Japan.
0: Oh, well, that makes sense.
1: So that's the New Japan Rambo match. And that was the only match on there. So the opening match on the card had Yo defeating Show in twelve thirty-two. Now the thing here is, Show and Yo were tag team partners. Uh, they made up the team of Roppongi Three K along with Rocky Romero.
0: Okay, Yo yeah, and Show were in a tag team. I never would have
1: guessed. <laughs> And then we had the Bullet Club, this time we have Kenta, the former Hideo Itami, Taiji Ishimori and El Phantasmo defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi and the mega coaches made up of 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 Ryusuke Itaguchi and Rocky Romero and they won by disqualification in a six man tag match. I'm sorry, who won? It was the Bullet Club made up
0: of Kenta... Titan, okay, yeah. and El Fanma okay cause, uh, look, let me let me let me ask you something I, I'm not being a smart ass I, I'm I'm not I promise you um, I thought the bullet club was a dead entity
1: from uh, no bullet club is very much alive in new Japan they're more active in new Japan than they are in the US
0: okay because because I, I, I gotta tell you you know um, because they haven't been calling it the Bully Club in, uh, you know, AEW, they've been calling it the Super Club or whatever the fuck. Yeah, no, um, that, uh, no, I know. I in, figured in, it
1: was and, like a dead entity. Yeah, I know. New Japan Book Club is still very much alive.
0: Okay.
1: Then we had another. That was a six-man tag match that went eight forty. And then in the next match, another six-man tag team match. We had United Empire made up of Will Osprey, Great Okan, and Chef Cop defeating Los Incoberables de upon made up of Tetsu Sonata and Bushi.
0: Okay. Yeah. D- didn't didn't they ha- didn't they have a t- uh, group by that name in Ring of Honor? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Yeah,
1: LI- L.I.J. is. A- the Japan, Japan is always the original, and then they bring it over to ROH, or like any other, like AEW okay, with the okay. Club.
0: Okay, that makes sense. All right.
1: Then we have our first singles match on night one: Katsuyori Shibata defeating Ren Narita. And our first championship match: the NEVER Openweight Championship, Evil defeated Tomohiro Ishii by pinfall, to become the new champion.
0: I, I, I like, I like Tomohiro Ishii, though. Let it's me tell a, you something. The few times I've seen him, good lord, he, he looks like an absolute murderer. Let me tell
1: you something. Um, uh,
0: G1 Climax 2020,
1: Minoru Suzuki versus Tomohiro Ishii. Oh my god. That match was... That was a great match.
0: Yeah.
1: So then we had an, another IWGP Tag Team Championship match this time. And we had Chaos made up of Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi defeating the Dangerous Techers, tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. Now, Ben? Yeah. You don't watch New Japan, so you wouldn't know these names. Yoshihashi... Has to be one of the, had to be one of the worst wrestlers I had ever seen when I started watching New Japan. Like, uh, it's like he wasn't, just wasn't very good. But this guy, the past few matches I've seen, he's been improving a lot.
0: Well, that's good. It's always, it's always good to see people improve.
1: And then we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. El Desperado defeated Hiromu Takahashi. Okay. Now, in the main event, and this guy is my favorite, and I'm upset that he lost. Shingo Takagi, the dragon. Okay, this was the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Kazushika Okada defeated Shingo Takagi to become the new champion.
0: Well, th- that actually doesn't surprise me because from from my understanding isn't Okada like the biggest star over there? Yep. Yeah.
1: Then that brings us to night 2, night 2 we had three matches on the on the free show. And Ben, yeah. <laughs> they were all six-man tag matches.
0: Yeah, that was you, you, Okay, but see, that, that's, what I, that's what I'm saying, okay? Now, I admit that what much like the concept of a pre-show, I have been conditioned by WWE to dismiss six-man tag matches, um, although, although there is an exception to that rule, which we'll get into uh, later on in the show. Um, but... Uh, but, you know, part of me would really like to get into you know, New Japan because, you know, being the, the wrestling fan that I am, it's it's a very odd for me to be unfamiliar with a major wrestling promotion. It's, it's very, it, you know, it's very strange. Um, but the, the thing that has prevented me from watching uh, New Japan um, – you know, just as much as anything else, is the fact that um, the, there's so many six-man tag matches. Um, you know, there's a there, there, there's a language barrier. Like, I, I do understand they have American commentary now, but it's yeah. like I'm I'm so unfamiliar with like the background of NJPW and it's just kind of. It's very strange because that's like the one glaring weakness in my wrestling knowledge.
1: So, we, our first match on the pre-show was Yuji Nagata and Great Bash heel, made up of Togi Makabe and Tomoaki Honma, defeating Bullet Club, made up of Bad Luck Fale, Gato, and Jado. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, my, the look <laughs> on
0: my home's face is like confused like I thought the bullet club had other members. What's going on? <laughs> okay. Yeah, this you know I'm I'm trying to remain engaged with what Elio was saying as she's going through this review. Um but, but you know, this stuff is just got me lost because my uh <laughs> I've never heard of half of these people and uh, you know, and let alone being associated with the Bullet Club. You know, it's just, it's just weird. Then we had Master
1: Wado and
0: Tenkozi,
1: made up of Shiro Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima, and you know Kojima because he's been in AEW.
0: Yeah, I, I remember.
1: And they defeated Suzuki-Gun, made up of El Tosparo. Yoshinobu Kanamaru and Takamichi Noku. Sound familiar?
0: Yeah. <laughs> good, good lord. Takamichi he, Noku. He, oh, he's, he's still around. I remember him in, like, 1998,
1: for sakes. And then we had L.I.J., made up of Shingo Takagi, Bushi, and Hiromu Takahashi, defeating suzuki Goon. Made up of Tai Chi, Zack, Sabre and Doki. See, the thing you need to understand is, in Japan, there are a whole bunch of factions, and you could be one guy, you could be Ben, you could be an NJVW, you could belong to Chaos, which is one faction. At the same time, you could be associated with another faction. So you could be Uh represented more than one.
0: No no wonder I have, I, have a, I have a look on my face like a deer in headlights. Good God. <laughs> now, here we go with the first
1: match of night two. It was a three-way tag team match for the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. The Flying Tigers made up of Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask, defeated the Mega Coaches, Rasuke Teguchi and Rocky Mero, and Bullet Club's cutest... Tag team. I couldn't make that oh, up. I have oh, that I, written in front of me.
0: What, what in the fuck is
1: going on? It doesn't. It doesn't up of <laughs> Taiji, Shibori, and Elfantasmo.
0: What in the, <laughs> the. world's cutest tag team. Oh my god. Well.
1: I can't make that up.
0: Well, this. This Friday afternoon is getting on to an interesting start.
1: And then first first time ever we had stars from the Stardom promotion which is an all-women's promotion on uh, the Night 2 of World Rust Kingdom. We had Tam Nakano and Saya Kamatani defeating Mayu Iwatani and Starlight Kid. Now yeah, these four, I've never heard of because uh, I, that's one promotion I've never seen is Stardom. Yeah, I mean I've I've heard about
0: it, obviously, but.
1: And then we have a four-way match for the professional, the for the provisional kings of pro wrestling, 2022 trophy. We have Minoru Suzuki defeating Chase Owens, Sima and Toriano to become the. The provisional KOPW winner.
0: Uh, so it was, it was a fatal four-way. So
1: that 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 was what? See, that was why on uh, night one um, they had that fatal four-way on the kickoff show.
0: Okay. See, logic. That's something that doesn't exist in WWE. All
1: right. Follow that up with a six-man tag team match for the never-open weight. <laughs> Six man tag team championships.
0: We had house so hang on. Hang on. And I, I yeah, you yeah, gotta back up a little bit for me. So okay. so there's a there's a never open weight championship. Yes. And then there's a never open weight six man. Yes. So okay.
1: Okay okay. Uh, so we had House of Torture, made up of evil Uchiro Takahashi, who is known as the Tokyo Pimp, and <laughs> and Show defeating Chaos, made up of Roki to Yoshihashi, and Yo. You know, I, I'm, I'm
0: really, I'm really struggling over right here. What's going on? the Tokyo Pimp the
1: Tokyo that's what they call him good god alright okay and then we had our first singles match on night two we had Sonata defeating the great Okan follow that we had Tetsunaito defeating Jeff Cobb which I like both of these guys so I'm not really upset that I, if either one would have won.
0: Yeah, uh, I remember um, Jeff Cobb coming in at uh, AEW one time.
1: I thought, I thought he was going to be there for a while, because I remember when he showed up on AEW. Then yeah, we I,
0: had, think, I think that was just like a one-off.
1: I know, I didn't know but it, I thought he'd be there for a while at least.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would have thought the same thing.
1: Then we have a no-disqualification match for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. We had Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating Kenta to become the new champion.
0: Okay, well, that had to be a good match.
1: And in Night the main event... It was the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Kazuchika Okada defeating Will Ospreay.
0: Oh, so he won it and then defended it the next night?
1: Yeah, that's usually what they do on uh, the Unrestful King. This is like the WrestleMania of New Japan. Okay.
0: That, yeah, that makes sense. Okay.
1: Alright, so night three takes place tomorrow night from Yokohama, Japan. And we have. Only, okay. We only have two matches on the kickoff. The first one is Kosei. Now, before I go on, this is a dual production because it's NGPW is partnered up with NOAA to co-produce this event. Right. So we have Kosei Fujita versus Yasutaka Yano. <laughs> and we have 10 Kosei. Ten, Tenzan and Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata versus The Funky Express, made up of King Taney, Muhammad Yone, and Akitoshi Saito in six man tag team action.
0: Oh, God. The Funky
1: Express, <laughs> how about that?
0: Oh, uh, here.
1: <laughs> Alright, then, then uh, the opening match. Do I know these matches are not in order for night? three because night three takes place. So here we go from top to bottom we have chaos, Tomohiro Hiroki Hibokiko Hashi. And six or nine, made up of Masterwado, Wado Rais- and Rice Teguchi, taking on Daisuke Harada and Hashimi Ohara. And I'm not gonna go with oh, you know what? <laughs> This is a 10-man tag match. Is this the second one I have here? Oh, boy. Yeah, no, okay, I'm not going to move that. Let's just, let's just say it's Daiki Inaba, Yoshiki Inamura, and Kenya Okada.
0: Okay. That's the 10-man
1: tag match. All right, then we have Sho versus yeah, Atsushi Katogi Then we have Bullet Club, Shimori and Gato versus stinger remember if these magi- if these names sound uh, sound odd to it's uh, that's because they're most likely from from noah okay so stinger is made up of hayata and Seiki Oshioka.
0: the fa- i don't mean anything overly negative by this but the fact that you can pronounce these names without tripping all over yourself is admirable I don't know how I do it. <laughs> and then we have uh,
1: Suzuki Gun Desperado, El Desperado and Doki versus Lo Pero, Los Peros del Mal de Japón. Do <laughs> you like a translation with that? <laughs> yes,
0: and fries in a shake, please. <laughs> <laughs> it is the
1: bad dogs of Japan. Made up of Yohei and Nosawa Rongai. Very cool. Then we had Suzuki Goon, Taichi, Taichi, Minoru Suzuki and Takamichi versus Tsuchura Goon. Made up of Takashi Tsuchura and Kazushi Sakuraba. And another opponent to be named, to be announced. Of course, then House of Torture, Evil, and Dektogo take on Go Shosaki and Masa Kitsumiya. Suzuki gun again, this time Zack Jr. and Yoshinobu Kanemaru taking on Naomichi Fuji and Yoshi Ogawa LIJ is back. What?
0: <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> this is like running a marathon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we're done. LIJ versus Congo, and in the main event, Okada and Tanahashi versus Kishimoto, and Kaito Kyomiya. Now, do you know who Keiji Mudo is? No. That's a great Muda.
0: Then why wouldn't they just call him that? I don't know.
1: Why? I guess because he's not with New Japan, he's with um... Noah, so
0: he's using that, his real name. I mean, but, but, I mean, I'm not criticizing him because I don't know, but I'm just that, that seems counterproductive. So, you know what? I'm so glad we got
1: Wrestle Kingdom out of the way at the start of the show because that that was for me as well. Like, I can imagine you but because um, I was, like, struggling just going through that. How could they go to do three nights?
0: Yeah, that's that's a little much. I mean, part of me, part of me is um really happy that um they split WrestleMania into two night into two nights, um, but um at least for the way they do it now. I mean, I don't. I don't agree with the way WrestleMania is um, structured because it it just seems like everybody gets on that show, um, which is which is why they split it into two nights now because it used to be like an eight hour marathon. Uh, you know, I remember s- sitting at my buddy's house falling asleep during the main event because you we know, we've been sitting there for eight, for eight hours. I shit you not. Um, you know, and it, but it just seems like, um, you know, these shows become less and less prestigious because everybody's on them.
1: So, um, I mean, I I, I like Russell Kingdom, but three nights for me is too much.
0: Yeah, because...
1: Especially that third night, that was, I was struggling to get through that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I uh, more power to you if you're able to to watch that.
1: No, and, I no, I can't. I, first of all, it's on that website that I gave you a while back, you know, so the way I watch per views. But also, I don't think I could be able to sit down and for that for like three to four hours watch, yeah. especially that ten man tag match, because oh a lot of these matches go forty to fifty minutes. Probably more like the mean more like the mean like events but
0: well i mean i, I mean i i can watch certain people i could watch okada or go 50 minutes but but not you know not in a tag match capacity
1: no so i, I don't know should we keep that in at the beginning the rest of the Wrestling kingdom card or
0: Um, I mean, we already put so much effort into it. So yeah,
1: as as- I'm we already went through it. Otherwise, I went through it for nothing. Yeah, that's true. So. All right, <laughs>
0: so Ben, on to day one. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, this is going to be a longer show, folks. Like, I remind you again: make sure you have your refreshments.
1: The season premiere is always a longer show. Absolutely.
0: But um, that's why but- that,
1: thats what makes it. The season
0: premiere. That's why it's so great. All right. Well, why don't why don't I take uh, day one for you since you just uh, performed that admirable community service? All right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> On to day one. Uh, you know. So right right off the bat, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, we get huge news uh, coming into uh, day one. And that was on the pre-show. We found out that I didn't watch the pre-show, but they, they uh, reiterated it uh, several times um, that Roman Reigns had tested positive for COVID and would not compete uh, for the uh, in or what I'm all tongue tied. He wouldn't defend his championship. Uh, in the main event, so instead of instead of uh, just not having Brock Lesnar on the show at all, he was added to the WWE Championship uh, fatal four way match to make it a fatal five way. Now, af- after we go through this card, I will explain to you the positives and negatives. Um, of that from my perspective, and I'd be interested to get my co-host thoughts on that as well.
1: Now, I know you don't watch kickoff shows, so I'll take that for you. Uh, We had Sheamus and Ridge Holland defeated Cesaro and Ricochet in 945. And that was on a
0: pre-show. You put put Ricochet... Cesaro, and Sheamus on a fucking pre-show. Why didn't they just put Drew McIntyre
1: and and, uh, Moss on the pre-show? Because no one really cares about that match.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) And what happened to the Shinsuke (laughs) and Sami Zayn? Uh, I don't know. Oh,
0: hey, right, go on! <laughs> this, this, okay. You know you're preaching to the choir here, brother. I wish I had. I wish I had some compelling answers for you, but I just don't. I guess WWE forgot. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, fuck you, they called Sorry. Well, we, yeah. <laughs> we, well, we can say what the fuck we want. It's our show. Yeah. Um, and and trust me, I'm gonna get into plenty plenty of rants. Uh in regards to Abyss and NXT, so stay tuned. Um, but, so, the, uh, the main card kicked off with the Usos versus the New Day. Uh, this was one of my highlights of uh, the card. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, this match was fantastic. Now we now we all know that it's gonna be a really good match every any time the Usos and the New Day get in the ring. I've never taken that away from them. Are you still uh, not the best tag team? No. No. The new the New Day is not the best tag team of all time. I swear. I
1: they were so full of themselves.
0: Well I don't but I don't think that's the actual New Day. I think that's how WWE um wants them put over. But no, no but no but come on. Xavier Woods is getting
1: ridiculous though. With this well, whole it, King Woods thing.
0: Well yeah okay. that that's getting almost as an almost as annoying as King Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off with that. I was uh uh, you know, I was very excited about the King of the Ring coming back, but they haven't done any anything um, compelling to, to make the King title mean anything. Yep. But anyway, you know, so I'm, at first when I'm seeing the New Day versus the Usos, I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. We know it's going to be a good match. I take nothing away from that, but how many times have we seen it? Mm-hmm. It's like... You know, I've made this comparison before, but it always um, bears repeating because it's so true. Uh, the new days in the Usos uh, have become to the 2010s, or to the t- yeah, to the 2010s the way that um, the the way the Cena uh, you know, versus Orton rivalry was back in the day. I mean, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous the amount of overexposure that this uh, th- that this duo gets together. Um, but having said that, Ben. The, uh, ben. Yeah. So, so as I was saying, um, you, this was this was a fantastic match. Um, you know, definitely one of the highlights of the show. If you didn't, if you did not see this. Um, I highly recommend uh, you take a look at this. I, um, I get annoyed with the way the WWE handles tag team wrestling, but I have to give uh, credit where credit was due. In, in addition to, to this match, the New Day versus the Usos, um, they also produced an excellent tag team match in NXT, which we will get into in just a little bit. But, but hey, uh,
1: this shows uh, off to a good start.
0: Yeah, Tag Team Wrestling had a very good showing in WWE this week, so I, it was a pleasant change of pace in that regard. Um, and then, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, I have to minimize your face to get to the rest of the card. My apologies. Um, uh, let me get down. Yeah. Okay, here, here we go. Uh, match. Is this match number two, or what is this? Match number two is. Match, match number two was uh, Moss versus McIntyre, right? Oh my
1: God! Yes.
0: <laughs> okay. No. Nobody gives a single fuck. Done. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not even gonna waste your time. You know, if this if if this was your bathroom break, more power to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Drew. You you deserve so much better, but I don't. I don't give a single fuck. It should have been my bathroom
1: break before she had to watch it.
0: Damn it. Oh, oh, you you poor bastard. Um, So, next up we had um, Riddle and Norton taking on the... Street Profits. The Street Prophet, yes. RK-Bro emerged victorious. Another bad um, match. Okay, we did... This is where I'm going to get very analytical, yet annoyed, yet understanding, yet I still want to wring WWE's neck. Okay. I I find Riddle and Norton to be very entertaining. Yeah. Okay? They had... They, they got a little old, you know, when when they started with all the weed references and you know, real coming in on a camel and you know, because he's high, <laughs> you know, on the back of a camel, he's high. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, so that was so that version was very very annoying, and then. I was kinda I was kinda getting over the comedy bits with uh you know Orton and Riddle. Uh but I ha- I have to tell you, in all fairness, they have been uh one of the most uh consistently compelling elements of Monday Night Raw. It there are there are bright spot in my dungeon of darkness that is Monday Night Raw. Um but it, it's it's just I, I don't know. I, I feel like this, the, the Street Profits are are taking a back seat. I understand why, um, why RK-Bro retained the titles in this situation, um, because I don't think it's time to take them off. Um, but it's just I feel like the Street Profits are getting lost in translation here, and that's not fair, because They are fantastic as well. So, um, well, like I said, really good showing for tag team wrestling, and and this wasn't bad. Okay. Now, Elio, I understand you have yourself muted, and maybe that's for the best here um, because I have to give this a low light. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, it hurts my heart to steal on your phrases to have to do this. But I have to give a low point to Edge versus the Miz.
1: You know what actually I agree, especially with that ending. I mean, why would you waste Best Phoenix like that?
0: Yeah, and then and then, and then, you know we'll get into it more on Monday Night Raw because that was just absolutely mind-boggling, but um I just you know I can't get into this feud with with Edge versus the Miz and now apparently they're gonna go with as we feared they're gonna go with Edge and Beth Phoenix versus the Miz and Reese. Uh and I couldn't give two shits. The only thing that I can hope and pray is that this ends at the Royal Rumble because the fact that this is getting airtime just makes me angry because Edge and look like this might come off as anti-Miz and I really don't mean it that way. But you know this is WrestleMania season and you have Edge doing this. Really? We couldn't we couldn't give him anybody more compelling. You couldn't. You couldn't give him Kevin Owens, you know, or or anybody or anybody else. You couldn't give him Finn Balor. Oh, that's right. I went on this rant two weeks ago, but my my uh, my point still bears a purpose here. Um, so, if you took another bathroom break during this match, I wouldn't have uh, held it against you. Um and then I want to get your opinion on this match here. Okay. Um I'm I'm very curious. All right. What what did you think of Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan? I loved it. This was a great match. One of my
1: high points. Really? Yeah. Um and 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 why why is that? I just uh, I just enjoyed the uh, the whole match it's so, the match as a whole. I just enjoy, like, this. Was, it wasn't as good as the one he had on Rob, but it wasn't bad. It was better than, uh, like, it was better than the Mad Cat Moss match. It was better than the, the Edge mismatch.
0: match. Uh, well, well, no argument there. Whatsoever. Um, but, um, but the thing here is, I love the fact that Morgan has gotten a push. um, for me, it wasn't conceivable that she was going to beat uh, Becky, um, but I really liked the fact that she's gotten a push. Now, I'll admit that I've been kind of taken out of uh, the storyline because, um, you know, I think the promos between the two of them have been absolutely, absolutely terrible, um, as I stated two weeks ago. Um, but, but the actual in-ring work has been very, very good. And, um, you know, hats off to the two of them for pulling this one off. Um, because this one went almost 18 minutes and I have to say, I was, uh, I was impressed with the actual match. And then we get to the, we get to the main event and I don't know about you my friend, but good God in heaven. Um, this thing just seem like a clusterfuck. Now, now I I admit that, it, that it, you know, it was obviously that it or obvious that this card had to be um kind of overhauled with the absence of the tribal chief. Um but uh, th- this this match just seemed to be a foregone conclusion. Uh, which took me out of it because as soon as Brock Lesnar entered it, you're like, oh, well, he's going to win regardless. You know, so it just – the match wasn't bad. I, I, I enjoyed um, certain aspects of it, especially that spear by Lashley to, uh, to Lesnar through the barricade. I thought that was badass. Um, but it's just like whenever I can so easily predict an outcome – it kind of takes me out of the match no matter what the uh, no matter what the situation is and
1: now yeah I'm gonna be right back Yeah, I'm just uh, keep going I'm just gonna run and get something here.
0: okay cool so as my co-host uh, steps aside uh, let me um, let me kind of break down the positives and negatives of of the situation um, revolving around. Uh, the, the championship picture and Roman Reigns and, uh, and Lesnar in this situation because now now Lesnar and Reigns have bled into two uh, championship uh, scenarios with the outcome of this match. So on, on the one hand, I don't blame uh, WWE for inserting Lesnar into this match because I think when you have um, an emergency situation, uh, such as the case with Roman Reigns contracting COVID, uh, and by the way, we um, certainly hope that uh, that Reigns uh, comes out on the on the positive side of that. Um, pardon the pun, but I just I want him to be healthy and uh, and. Um, you know, I don't wish COVID on, on anybody. So the fact that he was recently reportedly medically cleared to compete, um, is fantastic news. So, uh, hats off to the tribal chief for, uh, kicking COVID's ass. Um, so I'm very relieved about that. Here's where it gets a little, little hairy for me, because I understand why, why, um, WWE felt that they had to put Lesnar in this situation. So obviously, when when your when your champion uh, can't compete for such a drastic reason, you have to take uh, drastic measures to um, to kind of compensate for that. But um, it 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 doesn't make sense in the regard of why would you put uh, why would you put Lesnar in the WWE Championship picture when he is so obviously embroiled in a situation with uh, Roman Reigns? So, so that kind of threw me off because if you take if you take it for what it is and just just consider um, that Lesnar. Ha- wasn't even in the picture for this title and now all of a sudden he won it and took it away from Big E who let's face it, Big E had a title run that sucked <laughs> and, and, and he didn't deserve that at all I think I think Big E is much better than what his title, title reign produced for him so I do feel bad um, for him in that respect um, and then my, my my understanding, um, upon doing some research prior to coming on the air t- today, uh, was that it's being reported that b- before Lesnar was in- inserted in the uh, what became a fatal five way, Biggie was going to lose the title anyway. Only he was going to lose it to Seth Rollins. Yeah. So. I'm not sure where they would have went with that. That would have been interesting, but I think, I think that WWE can make a very positive situation out of what was clearly, a, clearly a very bad clusterfuck on, on many levels because on, on one hand, you have this result makes everything that you did in the, the previous months uh, with, um, with Lashley completely meaningless because he destroyed everybody to get into this match.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He didn't just destroy one person, as he should have just to get into the match. He destroyed all three of them, only mm-hmm. to have Lesnar come in and 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 steal the title, um, when he did all the work in the first place. Um, ben, I
1: have a question. This is this has to do with the main event. Yeah. Now the last show of twenty twenty one. You saw the title, right? Yeah. Do you know where that came from? Yeah. I I yeah. Don't, I don't know. Kevin Owens. I don't know.
0: I, I just I, yeah I don't know what they're doing with him,
1: but um that that was the name that he was like uh, plugging on his Twitter as a name for him and Rollins' tag team.
0: Oh God! Well, coexisting. Uh, are they officially a tag team? Because if they are, we got a problem. But anyway. Well,
1: I don't know if they are, but like he was like uh, teasing that that name coexisting.
0: Yeah. So uh, well. Please don't go with that. That's that's <laughs> terrible. Right. Um but oh uh you just give you just give me bad images. But um but so so okay, so we went over the the negative of like it, on the surface this makes absolutely no sense to put Lesnar in this situation. Uh let alone having him win, it makes your championship picture look weak uh, when you have to give your star star attraction an emergency title switch just to feel like you gave um, the audience their money's worth. And like I said, I'm not being unfair. Part of me understands that. It's just when you look at it from a TV perspective, it doesn't make sense regardless of why they did it. Now, in all fairness, I think they tried to rectify that situation uh, the following night on Raw um, because, because they, they, they put um, Paul Heyman back with, um, with Brock Lesnar and, um, and they had Lashley win the originally scheduled Fatal 4-Way. To de- to determine who was going to face Lesnar um, for the championship, and they gave it to Ashley. So they kind of took a very long way around t- toward toward fixing their fuck up. Um, but but I still have to call it out as a fuck up because you didn't have to go through all this rigmarole before before this because. Okay, because on one hand, okay, you got into a fucked up situation with Roman Reigns, and like I said, you know, I'm glad that he that he's going to be back, and, and this won't be this won't be a long standing problem. Um, but you know, if you take Roman Reigns out of it for a minute, you had Bobby Lashley kicking everybody's ass for for about a month now. You had him kill everybody in the championship picture, going into what was supposed to be a fatal four-way match. Um, so the only logical conclusion would would have been to have Blaster win that match. Based on what I saw on television, you with me so far, Elio? Yep. And then, and then, granted. You had you had the Skyfall, you know, with the tribal chief's downfall to COVID, which was very, which was very controversially pointed out by Roman Re- or by uh, Paul Heyman, uh, who said that uh, in only a week since his absence as the special counsel, Roman could COVID. That was that was kind of a fucked up line. You, uh, you know, you, you don't. I don't think you make light of COVID. But any, anyway, um, you know, I'm I'm not the uh, PC police, but that was like a little bit ugh, uh, for me. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, so then you have you put Lesnar in considering the situation that you have. You know the match went too quickly for my liking for a fatal five-way. Uh, you know, even after, um, even after uh, several close calls for a victory on on uh, Lashley's part, it still seemed like a foregone conclusion that Lesnar was going to win. And now you have, and now you have Lashley versus Lesnar, which I'll admit is a match that I've been screaming for for years, so I am excited about that. Which is why I say they took a fucked up situation and kind of, kind of fixed it, but made themselves look stupid in the process because of the way that because of the way that they booked everything before Roman's situation. It was bad booking to put them in this situation, not Roman Reigns.
1: But ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you.
0: Yeah. How about
1: okay? We're gonna have Lashley and um, Lesnar, right? Yeah. I'm gonna Lesnar is gonna beat Lashley. However, yeah. However, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, Paul Heyman getting firing, gets all a ruse. As he double crosses
0: us at WrestleMania. Well, well, that's what that's what I think it's going to be. That's that's what I think this is. That's it, I love the fact that you just said that. I love it because that's exactly what I've been thinking this entire time, and I was actually going to say that after I got through with this breakdown. So, Bravo, very good, sir. I, I love the way we think, so so sim- similarly about these things, um, but but the point that I'm I, I'm, that I'm taking a very long time to- long time to make is like I admit that I I don't blame WWE for how they handled the um, the rain situation. Like you had to give you had to give. Lesnar at day one, considering considering that he was already booked and people had paid to see Lesnar versus Reigns, and at least you could give them Lesnar. So that, that part I understood. It's just, you know, in light of this situation, everything that they did prior to this made absolutely no sense. Even before you put Lesnar in this situation, like it's just so it makes no sense because so now you're gonna have title versus title at WrestleMania so so that could be awesome and, but here's here's what I propose on top of what you said because of this situation as big of a cluster as it is you can make a positive out of this okay because you know we get. We get Lashley versus Lesnar. That's gonna be an awesome match. It's very obvious that Lesnar is going to win, but the match is still gonna be awesome. And then merge the titles at WrestleMania and for the sweet love of God just have a one title that actually means something and you book it properly. Right? Because I right now to
1: stop with these two separate championships.
0: Because because right now Okay, the, the championships as a whole in WWE, I'm talking about the entire company, have never meant less. The, the only reason that the Universal title means anything right now is because of Roman Reigns. I'm sorry, the, Triple H was right when he says the man makes the title. Absolutely correct. Roman Reigns is the universal title. Roman Reigns is the championship picture in WWE. So, that's why I'm, I'm saying have the unification match at WrestleMania. Don't have one man hold two titles. I understand it makes sense because it's Roman Reigns and he's on the run of his career. I'm not disagreeing with that. But I'm just... I think in the long run, having one man hold two titles, regardless of of who it is, handicaps your company more than it helps. What do do you think?
1: Yeah, uh, two titles has always confused me. Even on the show, sometimes we're talking about the WWE Championship, and and I'm referring to it as Universal Championship.
0: Yeah, I, um... You know the, the the thing the thing about that is I think I think the the way that it's booked now the WWE title is almost like an afterthought. We, I,
1: we just we just got through Wrestle Kingdom which had, I don't know how many championship matches on there.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but you know, but this whole situation that I just spent so much time outlining really um, highlights a problem with how WWE um, approaches its titles because you know Biggie like I said had a terrible run with the title and then you you take it off of them because of an emergency situation um, where like it or not your company was made to look stupid Based on how it booked itself before this whole thing, and you know, you can you can fix it. Sure, you can try, but you're not going to convince me that 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 this is not a glaring illustration of a larger problem in WWE. Do you know why? Do you know why they're not
1: caring about championship matches about championships. They're but, focusing on on the championship. That doesn't mean anything at all. The twenty four seven championship.
0: Oh God! Uh, you know, well, we're gonna oh we're God. gonna get into Monday Night Raw. I can't now. Be, I
1: can't believe how much attention that title is getting,
0: like on Raw. And and, and with that being said, I am gonna I am gonna hand the reins over to my co-host, and he's gonna take us through. Uh, through Monday Night Raw because I've been talking way too much. You, I know ha- you
1: know what I'm going to do, though? I'm going to I'm gonna spare everyone and just give my high points and no points. Well,
0: let me ask you something.
1: Sir. Was there a high point? We'll see. Let me just throw up my notes here. <laughs> oh, Actually, the... see the... The, I have I do have a few high points. One of them being that opening segment with Brock Lesnar. I agree. Uh, Alpha Academy and RK Bro. I enjoyed that match. Because I really like Alpha Academy. Yeah,
0: they're, they're not doing it for me, but I can understand it.
1: Well, I mean, I like this Chad Gable. I like him better than uh, the Gable and Jordan or Gable and Benjamin. Yeah, like, uh, this guy he's uh, improved on the mic as well. I mean, it's the promos he's been doing.
0: Yeah, I I can see that.
1: Uh, the Becky segment. Uh, okay, that, that, that was, was that was a low point for me.
0: Yeah, that was terrible. I, you agree. What I
1: mean, uh, okay, fine, it was cool. Liv Morgan and Bianca Belair uh, got into it, but uh, even that couldn't save the segment. No. No. So pretty much uh, those aren't my high points. Lesnar and uh the Alpha Academy and Arcade Bro. Uh Damien Priest and Dolph Ziggler. I like Damien Priest, I'm just tired of seeing Dolph Ziggler on my screen.
0: Well th- what well, th- but that's not Ziggler's fault. That's just how they book him.
1: No, Z- no, that but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm just tired of seeing like this Dolph Ziggler like because they've made him look yeah, this is a perfect example. He's been there since 2004. Every time they give him a push, they take it away. Yeah. And they do the same thing with Cesaro.
0: Exactly. So
1: basically, yeah, yeah those are... Um, that one's a low point only because, yeah, like I said, uh, the way they've been booking Dolph Ziggler is just terrible. But for my... Uh, another low point... Course we just said it's twenty four seven crap which I can't this was a championship match and it was a tag team match. How does that make sense?
0: Well it, it doesn't. <laughs> this whole entire you know, I'm not gonna get super angry. I could go on another rant. But I felt like I just went on one. Like consi- considering the day one main event. Because look Look, we can we can we can justify what happened at day one. I don't have to like it, and I think, I I th- like like I just outlined. There are there are major positives and major negatives to what we saw at day one in the main event, but there are only negatives. There is not one single goddamn positive about this twenty four seven championship at all. And then on top of that, you add. This bullshit, and no, and no disrespect to Dana Brooke whatsoever. I, trust me, I, I, I have nothing against Dana Brooke as a, as an individual, but the fact that she won this championship is ridiculous. It's terrible. The, the it's fact terrible. that, the fact that Maria Kanellis won it when she was pregnant was fucking ridiculous. You know, uh. So that just sets the tone for this ti- for this title, uh, you know, right there. But then, then you have an intergender tag team match where one person gets a title for the victory. Yeah, what just... the fuck? How? Uh, uh, How? Uh, 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 How? <laughs> <laughs> here's another little point. I'm gonna
1: save you. Here's another low point. It's Carmella and Queen Selina versus super brutality. That's, a, that's another point. And here's the last one: that Miss segment. Oh, thank you so much. But, that, but, but, however, however, I found it funny
0: when he was trying to speak French. But no, I didn't. I didn't find that funny. I fi- I find that stupid. Why? Because. Because look, I, I I understand what the what the Miz is. I understand that that's kind of his character to come off like an ass. But WWE makes their characters look absolutely dumb as fuck. You, you mean to, t- now, now take, take WWE creative out of this for a second. I, w- I want to ask you a legitimate question because you are Canadian. Okay. 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 Let, so let me, let me ask you this. Maurice is also Canadian. Yep. She, she's French Canadian. Yes. And, and as I understand it, you, you speak French at all. Je parle français, oui. Okay okay. Yeah. So so you <laughs> so, so you speak a little bit of French. Yep. Okay. So so let me just set the table right there. Maurice is French Canadian. My co host is, is Canadian who speaks French. I'm not sure if you're actually French Canadian. No, i no, I was born
1: in
0: Toronto, Ben. <laughs> Well, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, anyway, I mean, you didn't know that. I, I did not know you were born in uh, Toronto. I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Anyway. Well, no, real, I, I, I thought you did. Okay,
1: no, yeah, I
0: was,
1: yeah.
0: No, okay, okay. I just, I, I was, I wasn't sure what territory you were from, so I, right. I just, I, yep. That's why I was setting this up. But my, 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 my point being. Being that you are a Canadian and being that you do speak a little bit of French, you can understand the point that I'm about to make. So, so the Ms. and Maurice have been have been together for a long, long time. Yep. And you mean to tell me, regardless of how stupid you want the Ms. to come across as, he didn't know how to say one word? He didn't know how to say the, the. I think he did it on purpose. One, I think he did it purposely. Yes, he did. But that's how stupid the WWE makes their characters look. He has a French Canadian wife, and he doesn't know how to say French phrases. What? What? I mean, it's it's absolutely absurd. And, uh, my co-host is on mute for some reason. I am. What? Uh, let's no, see I'm if we can get I'm him off. Not Appear- not. Apparently he muted himself in anger regarding this, uh, French-Canadian clusterfuck that we saw on Monday Night Raw. Let's see if we can, uh, get him fixed. i'm not I'm not, on, muted. I'm not muted. What are you talking about? Okay, hold on. Where's let me going let me on? turn you up. Can you hear me? I hear you fine. Okay, all yeah. All of a sudden, you went. Uh, oh, there there we go. Ben, what's, what's going on? <laughs> okay, your your sound went really low, and then you popped back in just just literally a second ago. It might
1: must have been on your end because I was never muted on here. I did. Yeah. I can meet myself. I was never muted, though.
0: Yeah, okay, well, e- either way, either way, problem fixed. All right. But, um... <laughs> only, <you> on, know, <laughs> only, on,
1: only on the PNC progression Wrestling Podcast. PNC exclusive.
0: Yes, we, we've had plenty of technological problems. Uh, that's actually kind of why we're having a Friday afternoon matinee here. Um, but, um... It's uh okay. Let me turn you down now because I'm getting feedback
1: uh, yeah, feed in my ear. Still for me, uh, yeah, that missed segment was a no point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So that,
1: that's all I have for Raw.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's all I want to give Raw because, oh god, can we just can we just say one more time, burn it, the twenty four seven title? That's all I want. Okay.
1: Uh, so now we, we're going to move on to. Uh, a better show. I thought it was a better show. I thought this was fun. New
0: Year's Eve. Ben. Yeah, it was better than I thought. Ben, what? Yeah. Um, so, now that now that Elio uh, has graciously taken Monday Night Raw for me, uh, let's move on to uh, NXT. Um, and uh, I have to tell you I was very, uh, overall I was impressed, even though, I I give you guys fair warning as I go into this review, I am going to go the fuck off on NXT as a whole, however, this show was actually pretty decent, I'm... I'm, I'm fair minded, I'm, I'm just telling you how I feel. I hate the current direction of NXT with a passion I cannot describe. So with, with that warning label in place, let me move on to, to the main card of New Year's Evil. So, uh, we started off with um, Carmelo Hayes versus Roderick Strong. And this match was pretty fucking awesome, I got to tell you. This was, this was a, um, a high point for me. Um, but I was very confused at the finish of the match. Because um, R- Roderick Strong hits an x on Carmelo Hayes off the top rope. And something must have been fucked up with this x I don't think it was landed properly because b- by the end of this maneuver, I had to go back to make sure that I saw this properly. Because by the end of the move, I wasn't sure who hit the move on who. Because it started out as an offensive move for Roger Strong, but the way that it it was landed and the way that the two uh, landed at the end of this move, it was Carmelo Hayes who went for a pin on Roderick Strong. Are you, talking about that move, are you talking about that move from the top rope? Yes. Because the way that it was executed, I was just telling the people um, while you muted yourself, um, that, um, you know, that I wasn't sure how it was supposed to land by the by the way it ended, because Car- Carmelo Hayes went to pin Roger Strong after Roger Strong had to move. Um, so, uh, um, I'm not sure that that was uh that was supposed to happen that way, but but this was this was a pretty awesome uh, match, I must say. H- however. I thought, Alice,
1: saying, what do you think of this Trick Williams character?
0: I don't like it. Oh, thank you. Well, we're I not the only ones. I don't like oh, it at all. I don't
1: like him at all.
0: Um, But uh, but the match was pretty awesome. I don't like what they're doing with the Chris Roy title and unifying it with uh, the North American title. I don't get the point of that at all cuz now it's I think as, I they
1: they're, they're going to do away with the cruiserweight altogether.
0: Well, and that's what I thought, but now now from my understanding they're calling this title the NXT North American Cruiserweight Championship. What? So they're not doing away with the cruiserweight what? title. That, that doesn't
1: make sense.
0: Okay. I I thought I uh-huh. thought the I thought the entire purpose of this match was to get rid of the Cruiserweight Championship, which was a concept that I agreed with because of how the Cruiserweight title was being handled. But now they're just unifying the the two titles and calling it the NXT North American you? Why are you you calling it the
1: NXT Cruiserweight title? NXT North American Cruiserweight title? Why?
0: I don't know. That's ridiculous. so that makes the entire purpose of this badass match completely pointless. That's my problem. That's WWE booking in a nutshell. I mean, what the fuck, uh, Nick Conman? Uh, what the fuck? Um, yeah. But any, anyway, so I'm am I'm, I'm not sure what the what the purpose of of that is. Speaking of not understanding a purpose of something, I have to ask you, what in the hell is going on with AJ Styles and Grayson Waller? Oh, yeah. Uh, So so,
1: um, they're feuding in NXT. They're, They're working a program.
0: But but why? What's the? Because uh, I should preface this, okay? I I saw what happened with Grayson Waller attacking Johnny Gargano. Yeah, completely disagreed with it. Hated it. And so they
1: were playing uh, from there. They they continued the storyline where everyone just hates it, Grayson Waller and. uh... I'm not sure why uh, they uh, put him with AJ Styles, what the purpose is there.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm completely lost there. I mean, uh, it would be a
1: good match, I think. Uh, because they, but, AJ Styles doesn't usually have any bad matches except but, for uh, Omos. A good, uh,
0: well, Omos is fucking... And that was a low point on Monero. Yeah, all. I, should, I should have wrote that on there. I think I did. Um... Well, maybe we just wanted to forget about Ramos in general, which I can't blame you for. But oh my holy shit! Um, I just, you know, I don't understand the purpose. And when and when you're putting AJ Styles in a feud, and I don't understand the purpose, you wait, got wait, a problem. Wait, wait, did you? So, given like the segment, was this a little point? Well, the segment was fine, but just because just because I can't understand where they're going here. Okay. I'm gonna have to give it a low point. Okay. I, I don't I don't understand. Um and then we have uh, we had a very strange uh, women's segment in the back. Ooh, are you talking about Indy Hartwell and fucking you know, Persia
1: and uh, Casey and uh... Caden, yeah, what yeah. was that? That was weird. What was there, going on there? there you know, was... you, know what, you know what confused me now? You see Tiffany Stratton, uh, yeah, okay. See, as soon as she got up and left, I was confused by that person that was there. But, but, but,
0: okay, maybe let, let's back up a little bit because maybe I missed something here. Um. You're right that I was very confused by the segment. Uh, when did Tiffany Stratton debut? Because the last time I remember, they were still running promos for her. Oh, she debuted, I believe, uh,
1: last week, I believe it was. Um, she had her
0: debut match, which was terrible. Who? Okay, so, so catch me up. Who did she wrestle against in her debut? It was... It
1: was an enhancement talent named Fallon Henley, and um, that name is a WWE name because she was in AEW wrestling under her na- her her own name, Tes- Tesha Price.
0: Okay, okay. So now that now that I am now that I'm caught up with with Tiffany Stratton because. I was I was unaware that that she had debuted. She is terrible. Oh, you know what? Okay. But I, I, but, the, I, but the segment was terrible. That's what I'm, like who who was okay. So okay, I'm getting myself confused here because this was so stupid. <laughs> Um, okay so number one we I understand I understand the Tiffany Stratton situation now. Yeah. Uh okay. But my next question is who was this, the sleeping check in the segment? Who who was sleeping? The
1: one sit behind uh Tiffany Stratton? Yeah. There was
0: somebody I... sl-
1: there was that's, somebody sleeping. That's the part that was confusing me. I was lost. I'm like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, one, who was it? Number two, uh, she introduced herself as Wendy Chu. Number three, did she get some pot from from uh, Riddle before his match? It was kind of creepy I, in a way. It might be awkward. Is it just me? I, I mean I was I was very I was very thrown off by this shit. But is it just me, or was that like a little creepy, though? Know? That was that was very weird. That was very odd, and I didn't I didn't understand it at all. <laughs> I'm like what is going on right now? <laughs> because because at, because at, at first I'm like okay, they're trying to set up the women's Dusty Classic. And then it just went off the rails. I'm looking forward
1: to that, to the dusty classic, though.
0: Yeah. However, the the women's division in NXT sucks now. I'm sorry. I might be controversial there, but I'm I'm just gonna tell you the women's division in. Uh, but how in, do you
1: know? How, but how do you know? You, you said you didn't watch NXT. Like you haven't watched NXT. Well,
0: uh, well, I I don't. But 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 having said that, I still keep an eye on it. I don't. I mean, you have
1: Toxic you You have Indian Pur, Pur, and uh, Persia, whatever their name is. You have Casey and Caden. That's three right there. Uh, you have Raquel and Court Jade. I'm sure they're gonna team up.
0: Yeah, but but I mean. Oh yeah, that's that's
1: only four teams. What's going on? But that's that's my point. I see your point. I I see your point now. It's only four teams.
0: What? But you know, maybe maybe I can do. Maybe I accidentally said the women's division. I meant the the women's tag team division. Are are the are the NXT uh, tag team women's titles still a thing? who are the champions?
1: I don't even fucking know.
0: <laughs> Dude, that, 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 that's, that, that's what I'm saying, because you watch this show.
1: Oh, wait, no, no. Toxic Attraction. They're the tag team champions. So i Dolan and i Chasey Jane. Okay. They hold all the titles. It's Toxic Attraction. They have the tag team and the women's.
0: Okay. So, But I'm so confused with... With the women's tag team Dusty Classic, but okay. Um, going to something very positive, um, which is this was my absolute high point for the entire show. What uh, you see? Uh, uh no. Smart ass. No, I don't. Um, I, I don't understand that. Uh, Riddle and MSK versus Imperium. Th- this was awesome. Uh with th- which, which, which raises my next question because this was illustration. This was an illustration of the duality of Matt Riddle, in my opinion. Uh, you have, you have the stupid, um, you know, shaman gimmick that he's run, running with MSK. Beast. With kind of, But you see how this character is so different in NXT? It it is. But... So it is because it ties in with Monday Night Raw but it's different at the same time. But I get frustrated because you see his potential as a major star and being a legit badass, being able to hang with, with with Walter of all people and then you have him doing this stupid shit with MSK and Randy Orton you know what the hell yes I find Riddle and, and entertaining in and all aspects of this I'm not blaming Riddle but I mean you have him playing a pothead and a badass at the same time It's kind it's kinda weird no, like, okay, do you, do you like MSK?
1: Yes, I like MSK, but now there's potheads. Okay, uh, I think uh, we already covered this on uh, past episode. They're doing that 70s show gimmick. They they did the same thing in Impact Wrestling.
0: Oh, God. No. Yeah, in Impact
1: Wrestling, they were called the Rascals. Uh, you have Nash Carter is Zachary Wentz. Wesley is a uh, Desmond Xavier. And then they had Trey Miguel. So there were originally three of them. And they would all sit around a table, just like they did in that 70s show.
0: Yeah, I, uh, that's just, that's weird. We we don't, we don't, we don't need, we really don't need another, another, you know, pot smoking gimmick.
1: I want, I want Phoebe and Eichner to do more promos. I want to be his translator. Yeah. Because I understand everything he says. Yeah. When he I, said, when he said to MSK, "Why the questi idioti che pensano che be dei campioni," he said, "Look at these idiots who think they're going to reclaim their NXT Tag Team Championships."
0: Yeah, you can, you can be the Alex Abrantes of uh, or or of NXT or "Why questi
1: idioti che si lamentano." Look at these idiots who are complaining.
0: Well, but that's my point. They're being made to look like idiots <laughs> and, they're, and they're badass talent. So I don't know. Yeah, uh,
1: just uh, like, uh, but uh, this match was okay for me. It was, this was a good match that happened in my highlights.
0: No, I mean, the match was awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like... You know, I would much rather, my point is, I'm, I would much rather see the badass version of Matt Riddle versus the pothead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what, wasn't, that, wasn't that what he was doing to, before he came up to the main roster? He he wasn't doing this gimmick, he was like just being himself? Yeah. Yeah, he was being the badass version of Matt Riddle before he was brought up to the main roster.
0: Yeah, and, and they you need to act. Yeah, exactly. Um, the wi- the women's uh, triple threat was just bad.
1: Yeah, you know what? I expected that to be uh, better than it was. Like their entrances were pretty cool, but uh, that's about it. Cora Jade's only nineteen. She's got a long way to go.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just I really don't understand what they're doing. I like Cora um, Jade. I'm just saying she's she's very but it's, she but has that way. But my point, I think she's only nineteen or twenty. No, yeah, she's nineteen years old. Let me look, look that up. I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just no, curious. they said
1: they said it on NXT uh, that night
0: during the match. Oh, okay. So yeah, she's not ready for this. No, she she damn near scared of the... holy crap. Okay, so she just turned twenty. Oh, okay. He was, uh, or or she's just about to next week. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah, actually, she'll she'll be, uh, she'll be, um, her birthday is January 14th, er, 2001. Hey, January 14th,
1: that's the day that Scream 5 comes out of theaters. Good lord. Okay. Oh, my gosh.
0: This is just a side note. <laughs> You're a nerd. <laughs> I love it. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, she's, she's just... She's young, and she needs time. So, okay. Because according to this... Wait a minute. So... According to this, she's just about to turn 21.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. She's about to turn 21.
0: Okay, so I was right. She's twenty. <laughs> I was right. You were
1: wrong. <laughs> well, no, technically I'm just going by uh, NX, what NXT said. So
0: NXT is wrong. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, I love I love pointing out what's wrong with NXT nowadays under this different, different regime okay so moving on that was that was a little bit on the fly research courtesy of your PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast
1: PNC exclusive
0: you were a little bit late on the uptake with that but I appreciate the attempt <laughs> uh, what Let's 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 see here. So up up next we have uh, where where is it? I just had it. What the? Okay, hold, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here here we go. So then after the the women's match, which was terrible, this is where I could have cried. Oh, okay. Because we have. Andre Chase... In a segment with Vaughn Wagner. Jeez, this was terrible. And, and I have to ask, because Sir? because I'm, I'm unfamiliar with Andre Chase because I haven't watched. Okay. But this was so stupid, I could've cried. Okay. What the hell is Andre Chase supposed to be? The modern-day Chris Nowinski? Yes. And I'm serious about that, too. Yes. (sighs) Help. (laughs) Help me. And then... then, He gets this guy in the crowd, like he's so proud of him. He has his own section, you um, know, you know, of of students. And then, and then here comes Von Wagner. What the what the fuck is the deal with Von Wagner? This whole entire segment. How what do you, what how do you how fu- mean?
1: What's the
0: deal with Von Wagner? Von Wagner. <laughs> Sorry. I. But but I know I know no. how do you
1: mean? What's the deal with Von Wagner?
0: I I just I don't get what he's trying to be. I don't understand. Oh, what Oh, tra- you
1: don't understand his character? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I can't help you because I don't get it myself. Although the only this was a, the lowest point of the show for me, but. I did. It. I did like seeing Andre Chase get his ass kicked because I cannot stand Andre Chase. But I thought that was uh, that. I thought it was like so totally <laughs> unnecessary when Von Wagner went after the fans, and like we pulling the fans over the rail.
0: Well, they had to be plants. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I'm sure. They I'm sure there were plants. Even
1: the security, you could tell they were plants as well. Probably uh, NXT. Uh, or performance
0: center students. Well, they well WWE security always is. Yeah, I mean that, that's not a surprise. But anyway, so so aside from getting really upset with Andre Chase because it's so stupid, um, NXT championship match: Tommaso Ciampa versus I shall not call him Braun Breaker. I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him Bronson Steiner or Rex Steiner. Okay. <laughs> now. Yeah, but you need to get people uh, mad at you. Well. It's Bron you know, Breaker,
1: damn it. It's not Rex I, Steiner. Say his name right. It's do crazy. I get. Ask me if I give a fuck. Go hey, Ask that, me if I give a fuck. Swear, that, that, that's, that's what I got. That's what I used to get all the time. I used to use other names for wrestlers. Like we had people crying because they were calling Daniel, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan. Like who cares?
0: Well, well, I don't care, but the Braun Breaker is just a stupid fucking name. Yeah, but uh, but here's where I have a problem, and and as if as if NXT couldn't be any more obvious about trying to move on from the black and gold. Which, which I find to be an absolute criminal act. I find it heinous and completely unnecessary. Heinous. <laughs> wow. I, I I I just I despise it. This is why yeah. I don't watch NXT 2.0 because I despise the direction they're trying to go. Okay. So he breaks chains and kicks through the old NXT logo. Which was a big fuck you oh. to to all of the NXT originals and all of the NXT fans, and I legitimately got pissed off. It's like fuck you, but but the but the match was okay, and and even though they didn't show this on the air, I did um, I did like it when they when they bought. Um, Rick Steiner into the ring and celebrated with his son. That was cool. They didn't show that on the air, but from, as a human being, that was a cool deal. And, yeah, I so and I don't have a problem with Braun Breaker as a, per, as a performer at all. I, I think Braun Breaker has a lot of potential. Um, He's called so I Braun Breaker twice. Well, because that's what that's what he's known as. But that doesn't mean that I like it. I know, but you,
1: you said earlier, you said a few minutes ago, I refuse to call him Braun Breaker. Well,
0: see, the, the, now they have me all discombobulated and pissed off. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I like the guy. I think he has potential. Um, he actually he actually played uh, for the Ravens in the preseason. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, as a as a fullback. So I was uh I I so I'm I'm familiar with with Bronson and not fucking bronze Breaker. The fuck is going on here? But, <laughs> but uh but that notwithstanding, um you know, that was a that was a cool moment for him. But I I, I absolutely hate what they're doing with, uh, with NXT, and I shall, I shall get into my rant uh, n- now, after the break, um, um, because this ties in perfectly with the rant that I'm about to go on. So uh, give us a few minutes, because I have to decompress myself. Elio, if you can hit pause for me, uh, we'll be right back. Are back, and I am so sorry, Leo. I had to take a break after my ex- extended rant regarding uh, regarding the change in the guard that uh, this this per view represented. But
1: what did you think of, uh, NXT, of New Year's
0: well, itself? I was um I was actually much more impressed than I thought I was going to be. They had, in all fairness. Um, they had some, some good matches, but it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you thought that I had gone on a rant regarding Monday Night Raw, if you thought that I had gone on a rant regarding, uh, the main event at day One, this, I know it's early, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's January 7th around 3.30 as we're recording this right now. But this may very well be the rant of all rants in the history of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Elio, my esteemed Canadian co-hosts, I love you so much. Are you ready for this rant right here? Well, I I got the stopwatch set up and go! Ladies and gentlemen, please forgive me because I have to... I have got to let myself go off regarding these releases surrounding NXT right about now. I can't even get the words out of my mouth properly. I'm very upset. Deep breath, and let's get ready to go, because... Let's let's listen to some of these names that have gone on, and they're going to get bigger as I go down this list. So I'm pretty much going from bottom to top here.
1: Oh, there's there's more. Okay, I thought it was just names that we had
0: heard. Okay, go on. No, no, no. So this was this was trainers, this was staff and talent regarding NXT. Okay, so here we go. First off, we have. Ace Steel, a.k.a. Uh, CM Punk's trainer. Apparently he was working with uh, NXT. We have the former head writer of SmackDown, Road Dogg, Jesse James. Okay, yeah, go on. We we have the former manager of WWE Hall of Famer. Yes, I said it. The Great Ali is a Hall of Famer. Boo, uh, Ranjan Singh, aka Dave Kapoor. Man. We have Ryan Katz, who who was apparently a big deal on uh, on SmackDown. Okay, and, and some sort of head writing. Writer capacity. George Carroll. I'm not sure who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Hideki Suzuki, aka the uh, the huge guy from Diamond Mine. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. Wait.
1: Wait. Hachiman. Yeah. He was released. Yes. F-
0: okay. Go on. We have. A fifteen-year veteran referee in Scott Armstrong. Oh, what? Okay. Uh, we have Cassie Carino. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, Timothy Thatcher. What? What? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, ladies and gentlemen. I am livid at, because. Wow. Like wow. How I, the-
2: not,
0: I don't understand that one at all, but at the same time, I'm happy for Timothy Thatcher because he wasn't ever going to get used properly in WWE, and we all know that. WWE is sports entertainment. Timothy Thatcher is a professional fucking wrestler. So in, in some way, I'm very happy for him. Uh, next up, we have Danny Burch. Wow. He's gone.
1: Guess he can join York in.
0: Exactly. Okay. And then and then we're getting to the main event, people. We have William Regal. No, no, what Okay, Ben. Now look.
1: Will Nick Connie walking pinecone. cone. <laughs> How Do you know what you're doing? Because I don't think you know what you're doing. If you knew what you were doing, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing, okay?
2: (laughs) William Regal has been with the company
1: since 2001. He's been the commissioner on Raw. He's been the European Chevy. He's been the king of the ring. He had that god awful real man's man gimmick. You released (laughs) William Regal, a staple of NXT. Are you out of your mind? Clearly you are, because of what the fuck you're doing. Go on. I mean, yes.
0: Move, right here. And I'm not even done yet, people. Let's just round it off. Let's just put, let's just put the icing on the baronial shit-stained cake here. Because Samoa Joe has been released for uh, the second time. Another one.
1: Okay, let me tell you this. They released him the first time. Then they're like, oh, well, we fucked up. We'll bring him back. They have an NXT. He wins a championship. He has to uh, surrender it because he's injured. And they get rid of him again. What the fuck?
0: <laughs> Go. Go on. Well, 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 I'm not even convinced he was injured the first time. I don't
1: know what the hell that was. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm not my heart. I'm not, my, I'm not, my, you know, I'm 47 going to 48. I'm not a man anymore. I, my heart can't take this. <laughs>
0: well, Go well, ahead. Well, I am here to be your voice, okay. I'm 33. I'm nice and young, thank God. Um, but, uh, but you know, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna need a young heart to get through this rant because this is complete bullshittery, okay? Oh my god! I, you know what? I do We have we have seen release after release, mass exodus since last year. 2020 and 2021 were, was mass exodus season in WWE and this what happened yesterday is absolutely the antithesis of what should be happening in WWE you mean to tell me as, as Elio mumbles in anger because he can't collect himself you mean to tell me you don't have a place on your roster for Samoa Joe? You don't have a place in WWE for William Regal? I mean, I'm I'm going falsetto here. I sound like I'm in puberty, the anger and some. I, I don't know yeah. if you I don't
1: know if you uh, read uh, this piece of news that I saw on yeah. TikTok. See, that's the thing about tick The one thing I do like about TikTok is I follow a lot of wrestling. Stuff on there, yeah. So sometimes they'll have like news or breaking news, whatever. Apparently, these um, releases are personal because these were all Triple H's
0: guys. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is a big fuck you to Triple H. Now, now, see, but this is this is where I get pissed off, right? Because. People are acting like, oh, this is such a big surprise. And, and yeah, I'm I'm lividly pissed off about this. Please don't get me wrong. Okay, I'm not defending anybody. But if this surprises you, based on what we've seen in NXT, with NXT 2.0 and the blatant attempts to erase everything that... Triple A's has been doing. That's what Nick Con
1: is doing. That's his mission to get rid of NXT.
0: I mean, this, this is bullshit because to me, NXT was perfect the way it was. Yep. NXT was giving you ready-made stars for the main roster every single time and WWE has completely fucked up all but two of the NXT call-ups. And I'm going to name them. The only ones that they did not fuck up entirely were Bianca Belair, which they messed her up, but they didn't they didn't fuck her up completely. Bianca Belair and Matt Riddle. Oh, what about Damian Priest? Well... I'm, I'm, and I'll add him to the list, but I have my reservations about him, too. Es- especially with this they, new... They changes his music. I don't like his new theme, though. Well, they... what is with this light versus darkness uh, thing here? <laughs> uh, you know, we get it. His name is a walking oxymoron. You don't have to point you don't have to point it out to us. So blatantly on the fucking tron Yes. Damien is 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 um is hand in hand with the devil. Oh my god, he's a priest. Let's put white light on the right side of the screen. Fuck you, motherfuckers. Okay? And then look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take specific issue with With a a few names here on this list that I just went over. Like I said, William Regal. My God, I could have a cardiac. What the fuck (laughs) are you doing? I mean, just, you know, that in and of itself explains why I can't watch NXT anymore. Fuck you to the the nth degree, Vince McMahon and, and company. You... You look like The Walking Dead on Monday Night Raw. And, and, <laughs> he, good, and... and he looks terrible. Why
1: is he on TV? I thought he didn't want to be on TV anymore.
0: Why is he there? Well, because the ratings suck. But I wonder why when you're doing <laughs> shit like this.
1: Whether he's there or not, they're so good to suck. Because look at what they, they're doing, especially in the uh, plexiglass era and the Thunderdome trap.
0: Well, i i mean look the, 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 I hated the Thunderdome but you could make an argument that that was necessary I don't think so I'm not defending it i'm, no, just I'm saying not,
1: me- I'm, I'm saying if ratings were terrible then uh, like and he wasn't on t v why, why does he think being on TV is going to help it
0: I don't know i i mean i the only person it's good for is Austin theory that that's the only thing that's it. But it's just like, okay, he sounds horrible. You can't understand the he, guy. Goddamn... He mumbles.
1: I can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, you see this pencil? That's a sign of
0: weakness. That is so perfect. <laughs> But, but it's just, in all seriousness, people. We're ha- we're ha- we're trying to have fun with this, but what the f- is going on? But but and, and he, but here's the second part of the rant for people that say, "Oh, this is so shocking." This is what I hate about the IWC because people act like, "Oh my god!" But you know, like, you know. Blah, 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 blah. Have you not seen this coming for every, for at least a year now? Good God, you have got to have the IQ of a fucking pencil shaving if you if you're surprised by this courtesy of Nick Kahn, Vince McMahon, and Bruce fucking Pritchard. Oh my God! I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I have to stop before I ha- before I have a cardiac event live on the show.
1: And I and I and I haven't even scared you with my profile pictures. Well,
0: you, well
1: yeah, you did with the Amityville horror thing. No, but I'm, I'm I'm saying this time I haven't scared you, and you're gonna have one live on the air. Oh,
0: gee,
1: and ah. I'm still gonna feel bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. You know, luckily we still have wrestling roulette to get to, but yep. my God, ladies and gentlemen! Okay, and then and then listen, listen to this condescending bitch-ass statement that oh. that WWE released. Oh, okay. uh, in in concurrence with these releases here, and I quote: okay. With the continued evolu- evolution of NXT 2.0. We've decided to part ways with some of the staff based in our performance center. We thank them for their many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. Um, you know, you know who I wish the best for? All of these motherfucking people who clearly have lost their goddamn minds in Stanford, Connecticut, and Tampa, Florida. What the – I mean, you would need mental assistance if you release people like William Regal and Samoa Joe. What in the hell, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, the amount of talent that they have released in 2020 and 2021 – some, somebody brought up a very good point, and I, and I saw this earlier on Twitter. And I, I have to bring it up because it was such a good point. Okay, NXT has become developmental for AEW. What in the hell is going on here? And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it would appear that Elio that is having conferences with our creative department.
1: Uh, they came. They, they came in to check up on uh, how the show is
0: moving along. I, I mean, good lord! So, somebody needs to bring me a blood pressure cuff. I mean, I, I was just having a conversation
1: with the uh, with the president of PNC Broadcasting Podcast.
0: He was uh, just checking in on us. <laughs> well, I appreciate that because he gave me a chance to take a breath. <laughs> So uh, before before I have any further complications, let's move on because if we don't, I'm gonna I'm gonna regret it later.
1: Uh, uh, you know. Okay. We so now we have uh, AEW Dynamite. Ben, or do you want me to take that?
0: Uh, yeah. Why don't you take that? Because I need to take a sip and calm down a little.
1: Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be back in a few seconds. Let me just pull up my notes here. And we will be right back with AEW Dynamite. Alright, we're going to get into AEW Dynamite. Since Ben went on that uh, rant, I'm going to give his voice a break and uh, take over Dynamite. And w- And was it as epic as I promised? It was Epic and more. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it was so epic. We had a visit from the president and the supervisor of the podcast. They were tuning in, and they were like, wow, we are impressed with your co-host.
0: Oh, well, yeah, because I'm, I'm I'm one of the most impressive podcast specimens in the game, motherfuckers. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not that cocky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go with AEW Dynamite and uh I believe we opened did, was there a segment or did they go right into the matches? Uh
0: no, they went um they went right into uh
1: Okay, so it was an AEW World Championship match. Adam Page defeating Brian Danielson. Which all well expected Adam Page would retain the championship. I mean he just won it.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I, I like the fact that they did um, they did it the way that it ended up. I was I was a little bit um, I was a little bit concerned at first. Um, like my gut reaction when they did the 16 minute draw was um, okay. This this might go a little bit um, off off the rails, but. Having said that, um, I really, I really like it now, um, after thinking about it, what, you know, there, there were positives and negatives to it, um, but I really like the way they, they did it because it, it, it built up the, the feud between, um, Danielson and Paige, um, and it, it really, uh. Add an, an extra element of of um, suspense to, to this match and the feud. Um, I will say that um, that I vastly prefer the first match uh, to uh, to this one, and um, I, I I I have to, I have to tell you that my my rule still applies. I. I do think that this match should have main evented the show. I o- I always have to say that. I always have to stay true to that rule. World titles should always main event your shows, what- whatever show they're on. Um, I agree. But but um, this match was um, was um, was very very good still it went 29 minutes, um, um, there was so much blood, oh my god, um, uh, I mean, the, the amount of blood was a little bit, uh, off, off-putting, uh, I mean, and I'm not squeamish at all, it, it was just like, whoa. <laughs> um, it was kind of giving me flashbacks to Eddie Guerrero.
1: Wow! Oh, that one—that uh, brought last night,
0: right? Or was it GBL? It was no, it was JBL. Yeah,
1: GBL, That's right. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know if anybody needed a blood transfusion like Eddie Guerrero did, but I mean, good, good, but still, good God.
1: But ben, um, you're gonna have to help me with this next one. Is this? Right, Sean Dean defeats MJF by DQ in forty-seven seconds.
0: Yeah, and I'll I'll explain that. But but first, I don't want to I, I don't want to skip over this first one too much. Oh, okay, um, go on. But uh, what did you um? What did you think of of the best match in comparison to the first one? I actually enjoyed the
1: first one a lot more. Yeah, I did
0: month. too. I did
1: too. I mean, okay, that was a, it was a draw, but. I guess that just prolongs like the feud and then like it stretches our program out even more
0: yeah i mean i mean it definitely had its um had its purposes but um the one the one drawback uh to it um was because we all knew that adam page was going to win so the they did a good job in, in the match making it making it seem like um you know, trying to make the ending seem un- unpredictable. You know, because um, he because um, uh, Danielson avoided those two buck shots, um, and and, um, and did a lot of stuff. But it's just, and I'll tell you what—that flying knee, uh, that uh, I forget what they called it in WWE, um, but his flying knee finisher. When when he hit when um, Danielson hit that, I thought it was over. Um, so they got me on that one, but logically, I mean, nobody was nobody nobody would, would believe that Page was going to lose this title. So it, it was a very entertaining match, but um, I I would have I would have um, preferred um, that. Uh, that we would have gotten the straight up winner in in, in the first one, because that that was a that was a classic. Although I very much so, even though my personal preference would have been to have a winner in the sixty uh, minute match, I completely understand why they went with the draw, and I I even support it. It's just my personal preference would have been for a for a definitive winner because. Uh, this, this one lacks a little bit of the drama that I uh, that I would have wanted. Okay, but 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 that that is saying nothing against the talent because because Paige and Danielson busted their ass and this and this match was very very good, but it should have been invented the show because guess what was after this?
1: Um, after this was Wardlow. Uh, defeating Antonio Zambrano in a one minute twenty three ma- minute match, a one minute twenty three second match.
0: No, no, it was uh, it was MJF versus Sean Dean. To oh, sorry,
1: sorry, that's right, that's right. You said Because I, I thought uh, you were you were gonna move on to that one. Uh, that's why I was that's why I was looking at that one. Okay, go on.
0: Okay, so so to answer your question from earlier. The reason why uh, Sean Dean won by DQ so quick is because um, was because CM Punk had uh, had was um, was trying to get um, MJF screwed. He was pretty much screwing them because he was um, because this was going to set up their latest um, back and forth. So, um, MJF was coming down uh, to the ring to do uh, his match against uh, Sean Dean. And then um, then as soon as the bell rang, uh, CM Punk ran down to to the ring. Um, MJF slides out of the ring. Dean's calling for him to come back in. MJF won't come back in. CM Punk turns and hits John Dean with the GTS, and gets and gets MJF disqualified, which sets up the latest verbal
1: joust. Okay, so this so this is where that took place. Okay, I wasn't joking. So I saw it on Instagram, the promo that he cut on. And okay, Ben, why are we still taking shots at WWE? I don't
0: know. I mean, pe- pe- people. Uh, I know exactly the line you're talking about. Like, you know, you you can main event, uh, you know, three night extravaganza with WrestleMania, and then get released. Yeah, I I get it, but like I, that's like one of my major pet peeves of AEW is that. They need to focus on their on their own talent in their promos and not constantly yeah. like point out that they're not WWE. Like we understand that, we appreciate it. Trust me, AEW does so much so many things better than WWE. I understand that I'm a, I'm a fan. But I'm not gonna be an AEW shill, you know, and and not criticize them when I feel like it's warranted. So, that was a little bit weird for me. Uh, yeah. I, re- I, re- I really don't understand what they're doing with Wardlow.
1: Yeah, Wardlow destroyed Antonio Zambrano in 1 minute and 23 seconds. See the way I said that? Antonio Zambrano.
0: <laughs> well, you're Italian, so I can appreciate that. <laughs> the, 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 this, and this next one pissed me off. But before you go on, I, I we saw the board low. No, I, oh. I, was, I was moving past oh. it. Did you have something to add? No, I was just gonna
1: say I think, I can see him. He's gonna turn any day now.
0: Well, yeah, this is this is this is, this, this is to set up a uh, a face turn for him. Yep, I can very easily see that. It's just I think that can be done without the slash matches. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand the need for the squash matches. Never do I. So then, this was the ultimate little light to me. Oh, And man. I, I was pissed off on behalf of Ruby Soho.
1: Ooh, Jade Cargill uh, defeating Ruby Soho. 11-13, okay. This was not good. What was that move that she did from the top rope? It looked like, uh, like she was sitting right behind. She was sitting behind Ruby Soho. And... Well, no,
0: it was it was her jaded finisher from the top. Okay, oh, yeah, that's the fin- okay. It, it's very reminiscent of the Glam Slam. You know, because we had we had we had Best Phoenix and Edge on date night on Monday Night Raw, which the segment was terrible. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jade Cargill, sucker finisher from uh, from Beth Phoenix, <laughs> but, but it's just but, look here. Let's let's talk about the, the positives and negatives of, of Jade Cargill because uh, you know Jade Cargill has been in the news curtis, as part of Big Soul's problem with. Uh, with um, Tony AEW, and
1: yeah,
0: and Tony Khan for not being diverse enough.
1: Okay.
0: Um. So, so she was all over the fact that J- that Jade Cargill won the title, and everybody so happy. Blah Right. And look, I swear on everything that I hold dear in my life, I don't give two shits about your skin color. I don't give a fuck please understand that it's just that when when something is shoved in my face and you make a wrestling match about something like that and you make a big issue out of out of, out of that it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and then and then you applaud Jade Cargill for winning this match when Good for her, you know. She won the title, and her daughter was in the crowd, and that was a cool moment. I'm not, a, I'm not an asshole human being. I'm sure that was very cool for her. I would have enjoyed that if my son was in the in the crowd, and wa- or my daughter was in the crowd watching me um, win a t- title for the first time. That's awesome, good for her. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to criticize the match. I mean, J- Jade, Car- Jade Cargill. Looks like a million bucks. Um, You know, her her gimmick is awesome. You know, her look is absolutely incredible. I can only imagine how hard she works on that. But she needs some serious, serious in-ring work. And if you expect me to believe, as a wrestling fan... Regardless of skin color, regardless of political agendas, whatever. And I'm not, I'm not saying Jade is part of a political agenda. I'm just saying I'm just using her as an example because she was she was bought up by um, by Big Swoll in this in this latest feud with Tony Khan. I'm I'm not I'm not drawing Jade into any um, controversy or whatever from that perspective. But I'm just I'm just making the I'm just making my connection because Swole brought it up. Um, but if you expect me to believe that Ruby Soho is going to lose to Jade Cargill, you got to be fucking kidding me. You have got to be kidding. You're going to go with Jade Cargill as your first ever TBS Women's Champion over Ruby Soho? And I'm not supposed to say what the fuck. And my co-host is looking at the camera like, you know, he's not interested in anything I'm saying, and I don't blame him because this is this is such bullshit. I'm listening to everything you're saying. No, no, no I'm, I'm I'm not saying you're not. I'm just I'm just saying he, it's probably like you're tuning yourself out because this. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at notes here as well. Well, while I'm listening to you, but it's just oh my good lord! So from a human perspective, good for Jade Cargill. I, I mean that I'm happy for you, but as a as a wrestling as a wrestling move and a, a decision to go that route right now, absolutely absurd. And then another another low point for me was Malachi Black versus Brian Pillman. Oh, terrible. Come on. They they have got to develop this thing with Malachi Black. I love Malachi Black. I do. But since he came to AEW, what are we doing? We we've seen one solid promo of character development from mm-hmm. him a few weeks ago. Other than that, to be honest with you, I can't tell you what he's done in AEW other than be a badass wrestler. With a cool entrance. Exactly. Because we all know that that, that the man formerly known as Aleister Black, now Malachi, you know. Oh, um, have to, okay, well, I have to ask you, which entrance do you think is better? Is
1: AEW or is WWE entrance?
0: It's WWE entrance. Absolutely, because and I'll tell you why, because that theme song I still listen to that theme song I listened to that theme song yesterday the, Wouldn't it, the is, Riddle, it
1: be, be funny if that came up in Wrestling With today?
0: Oh my god well, the, well that's actually to tell you the truth no bullshit whatsoever that's one of my favorite wrestling themes I've ever heard that whole entrance and that th- and that theme song when Rudolph all evil went off, man, you you knew an ass kicker was coming to the ring. I loved it, and and, it, uh, and like I said, outside of that one promo where it seemed that he was teasing Brody King to be a disciple of his, which if they go that route, that's awesome, but. They really need to be mindful of, of character development for Malakai Black.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And
1: then we have the main event, the AEW Tag Team Championships. We have new champions.
0: Jurassic okay. Express. Good for them. Um, you know, it, I, think it, I think it was the right move to have them win. I am especially happy for Jungle Boy. I, I, I see huge things for him in the future, um, but I we would be remiss if we were not honest with with um, with the fact that a dark shadow was cast over this match. But it was like it, at first it was like a, um, Ray Phoenix broke his arm with that spot. Okay. Um, it's going through going through the table I saw that that. the choke slam by Mm Lucasars. now luckily um, luckily Ray Phoenix did not suffer any broken bones uh, which is a miracle considering the angle of his arm when when he landed Um, that was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen but apparently it was just a dislocated elbow Okay, and, and perhaps some ligament damages. They're still investigating that, but oh my god, that, that was that was that was
1: very scary. All right, so that is AEW now, Ben. Between Between yeah. uh, Raw, New Year's Evil, and Dynamite, who wins?
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm actually gonna say this. I think it was, um, I think it was New Year's Eve. I have to agree.
1: I'm gonna go with New Year's Eve. All. And th- now we just uh, finished Dynamite. Uh, ben, I have uh, the lineup for Rampage tomorrow night. Or yes. tonight, rather. So here there are four matches lined up for Rampage tonight. I mean
0: well, are, are they wait a minute are they still doing rampage tonight or are they airing that on Saturday I know it
1: uh I'm not sure I mean it was uh day. I'm not sure if it's tonight or because uh oh it's I'm confused is there two uh because what did they announce any matches for Battle of the belts?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Okay, because I'm not not sure, like, what's going on. Um, All I know is that these uh, were recorded on, uh, were taped on Wednesday night. Yeah. So, we have Adam Cole versus Jake Atlas.
0: Jake Atlas apparently got hurt. Uh, we have... Hook versus Aaron Solo. The former, Mr. Bailey.
1: Riho and Serena Deep versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And then in the main event, we have Eddie Kingston and Ortiz and Santana versus Dangler Garcia and 2.0. My
0: my only hope is that 2.0 got their ass locked. So that all takes place on
1: the next rampage either tonight or tomorrow night. I'm not sure which one because that see that's confusing. When they announce a Saturday night show just like out of nowhere like that, it's confusing. Yeah. So that is uh, dynamite, and now we're gonna move on to Time Warp and Ben. We only have two show two shows this week both from Memphis, because we're going to be back with another show on Sunday night.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we are going uh, back to March 5th, 1988, with Memphis Wrestling. And we have four matches on the card. In the opening match, we had Samoans defeating Ricky Nelson and Doug Dancing. Eddie Gilbert defeating Kenny Wayne. The team of Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis defeated Tommy and Doug Gilbert. And in the main event, the Southern Tag Team Championships, the Bruce Brothers defeated Max Payne and Gary Young.
0: Cool. And I, I, um... Okay. Um, I just, um, I just now checked, um for you uh, while you were doing that AEW Rampage is tonight and then they're doing Battle of the Belts tomorrow see that is so confusing (laughs) Uh, okay
1: Uh, and uh, we're going to bring you the results of that of tomorrow night's uh, Battle of the Belts on Sunday cool so here we go. Now we move from March 5th to March 22nd. No, sorry. We move from from March 5th to July 12th, 88. Memphis Wrestling. Five matches on this one. We have Phil Hickerson defeating Sean Baxter, Robert Fuller defeating Alan Reynolds, The Great Senshi defeating Tommy King. Max Payne defeating Reddy of Rough and Ready. And Billy Travis defeating Brickhouse Round by disqualification in the main event. Cool. So that is... We are cutting it down to two cards for Time War because uh, we've, already gone, uh, we've already gone a long time on uh, today's season premiere. So we're gonna bring you two more on um, Sunday nights, but okay. now it's time for Ben's favorite. Yes, wrestling roulette. So Ben, bear with me while I pull up my playlist here. I'm gonna we're gonna go into a commercial for a few seconds. All right, we're back. The first wrestling roulette of 2022. Ben, are you ready? Yeah. Alright, here's the first one. So basically all I do I play twenty one tracks, ten seconds of them, and all my course has to do is guess whose entrance theme they are. So here we go with the first one.
0: I have no idea, <laughs> That Honestly. is
1: Do you have any guesses or no?
0: Uh, no. That is Grand Metal League. Yeah, uh, there's no way. Uh, no way. All right, zero and one.
1: Here we go, track two.
0: What? Um. G- uh, give me a. G- I'm sorry. Give me a. Can we pause this real quick? I'm sorry.
1: Alright, we had uh, some minor technical uh, issues, so we are back. Ben, we're gonna go with track two. Okay.
2: Okay.
0: sounds like a Christmas-themed uh, episode, uh, song. Uh, I, I really don't. I'll probably kick myself, but I don't have any clue. That is Anthony Agogo. Google. There, there, yeah, there's okay. there's no way in hell I would have got that. Nope. Okay, that's, that's okay. All right, here we go. Next one. I'm sorry, I played it again. My mom just texted me. <sighs> Jack Swagger? I don't... No, Curtis Axel. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Oh God! It, according to him, he's still in the Royal Rumble. Okay, we're 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 uh, we're, we're not getting anywhere. We're to be okay. Here we go. Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix, one and three. Okay.
1: Here we go. Track five.
0: Corbin, Baron Corbin, uh, Dean Ambrose.
1: No, that
0: sounded like Dean Ambrose, Cesaro. Oh, duh. i sorry. My bad.
2: He's a man. Oh. <laughs> Such a
0: man. Ah, well, you're not having a very good day, are you, William Rico? Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> so see, see
1: that we we spoke about him earlier, and we, his theme appears in the
0: wrestling event. Uh, Okay, uh, what Th- three and five, I think. Three and four, actually. Okay, three and four. Okay,
1: track eight. Here we go.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I have no clue. Did you add a bunch of AEW shit to this? I've never heard of him I added AEW themes, but that is the
1: WWE theme. Actually, that's Virgil's theme. I didn't even know
0: Virgil had a theme. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Green Sex, not today, doing too today well. 3 5, here we go. Oh, three and 5 I'm on. Yeah. Track number 9, here we go. <laughs> Hello, ladies! Indeed that it's- I'm sorry, that it's not my theme as it should be, it's now Venus. (laughs)
1: Four and five, but yeah, it's now Venus.
0: Uh,
1: Undertaker? No, it is a it is the
0: machine. It's a WCW theme. Okay, we're not going to count that because I have I, what the machine. No, we're not counting that. <laughs> <laughs> Four and five. The only the only machine that I will give credit to is Jake the Machine Davis, and his and his theme song is um is uh Machine Head by Bush. Okay. Oh my God, we're not doing too well here. Uh, <laughs> no, not. I have no clue whatsoever. That is the pinnacle
1: of Oh fuck! Right off. Uh, Four and six. Track 11. Want
2: self?
0: Is this on? Yo, Jimmy, hit with that Triple H. My time, Triple H. And that is fitting because today is the, I believe, the 20th anniversary of, of Triple H's most iconic return on Monday Night Raw. Yes, January seven,
1: two thousand two. That was that was one of the loudest pops I've ever heard in my life. And anyway, I believe we covered that <laughs> in a past episode. Absolutely. All right, so we are five and six.
2: Join the dark
0: order. Do you want to take a guess? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would have gotten it anyway, because I, rec- I recognize the, the the humming in the middle. Uh, the Dark Order. The Dark Order.
1: Six and six. All right, track 13. Here we go.
0: Oh, God. Yeah. Um... Play. Oh, I'm sorry, play it again. I'm going to kick myself, but I have no idea.
1: That is Shana Baszler. Oh, bull. Six and seven. All right, you we were track 14.
0: What did you do to this list? I don't, I, don't, I have no idea
1: That is Horace Boulder WCW theme Who the fuck is
0: that? Oh, Horace yeah, we're not, Boulder We're not counting that
1: Who the fuck is that? You don't know who Horace Boulder is? Do you know Horace Hogan? Yeah That's Hulk Hogan's nephew That's Horace Boulder Oh, We're not counting that Move on Fine, six and seven. (laughs) You know, on my other show, you wouldn't be able to do that.
0: We're not coming to that. Well, who makes the rules on this show? You know, what the fuck? Uh, Here we go. (laughs) Nation of Domination?
1: No, that is Nyla Rose. One of the worst EW themes.
0: What the fuck? Was, I'm sorry. Was, that, is, that is a I, terrible I, I, theme. I'm sorry. Should, should we just not count that out of out of just just because it's so horrible? I mean, if you want to count it, I'm, we can count it. I'm not. I'm bitching from that, but that that was terrible. Do you want to count that or not?
1: Well, um, you know what, we can count and just and see what happens next, so we'll go 6 and 8, track 15. Okay, cool. Right.
0: What, what the fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh-huh.
1: I have no absolute idea what That is, is, tex- is Kimmy Moneric, Texas Tornado. Okay, alright. Six and nine. Alright, here we go, track sixteen.
0: That early the shield? No. Fuck me. I yeah. No I, don't I, <laughs> well, I.
1: That
0: I, is I, that I, is sanity. Oh dear. Terrible.
1: Six and ten. Whoa. Track seventeen. Here we go. count that? That's the WCW theme. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, here we go. Track 17.
0: I have not a damn clue. That is Jake Roberts AEW theme.
1: Track 18 coming out. I don't know what to tell you. Track 18
0: coming out. Oh god. Nathan Jones? I don't... I have no fucking... That is Neville. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> All right, here we go. Track 19.
0: This is a goddamn conspiracy, but that one sounds familiar, but I honestly have no idea. That is FTR. Oh my god. And you know what?
1: I'm hearing that for the first time. That is a complete ripoff of the Midnight Express theme.
0: I agree. Oh my god. What are they doing? Alright. What, what is that? Like 6 and 13? I'm sorry.
1: Let me go to track, uh, 20. only WCW theme I hope you get play it again
0: Eddie Guerrero. Oh for oh I, I am so sorry.
1: Hey, here we go, last steam. Track twenty one. What do you want the
0: fuck, man? Track twenty-one,
1: are you ready? Uh <laughs> McCool? Michelle
0: McCool.
1: Oh.
0: Uh, that that, that is crazy. 21
1: try, Ben.
0: That is fucking painful. It's okay.
1: We have another show on Sunday.
0: I only got seven of those pictures. Good God. Uh, that is fucking awful. Uh,
1: so we see you bring this episode to a close. Very good. All right, fans. We'll be back Sunday night to cover Smackdown, Rampage, and Battle of the Belts. And we will have Time Warp and a whole new edition of Wrestling Roulette.
0: I, I have to redeem myself after that bullshit. So
1: for that my co-host,
0: Ben. My co-host, Ben. I'm Elio. This is the
1: season premiere of the PC Progression Wrestling Podcast. We will talk to you all Sunday night. Ben, say goodnight to the fans.
0: Thanks for running this marathon with us. I'm looking at the clock and it's like, holy shit! Um, we'll, we'll see you on Sunday, and we promise it won't be that long.
2: Colossal, we